It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. You ready to get to this? Uh-huh. Let's do it, brother. I'm always excited for basketball, baseball talk. I love it. It's great. It's fun. Oh, yes. Watch your balls. Just the way you like it. Big and small. Just the way you like it. Whatever. <laughs> Rubberized and rawhide. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get into it. MLB records this past week. We got a lot of catching up to do because we've been behind. Yes, sir, we have. But I'm not doing two weeks of records. We're just doing this last week. Here Let's we go. do it. The Orioles went 0 and 7. Rangers 3 and 4. Royals 2 and 5. Twins 5 and 2. Tigers 4 and 3. Indians 4 and 4. Angels 3 and 5. Mariners 5 and 2. Blue Jays 4 and 4. Yankees 4 and 3. Red Sox 4 and 3. A's 5 and 2. White Sox 3 and 4. Astros 4 and 2. And Rays went 4 and 3. Uh, in the National League, the Diamondbacks went 3 and 4. Pirates 1 and 6. Nationals 0 and 7. Marlins 4 and 3. Cubs 0 and 8. Rockies 2 and 5. The Mets and Phillies both went three and four. Cardinals and Braves six and one each. Reds and Padres four and four. Brewers six and two. And the Dodgers and Giants went six and one this last week, leaving the Dodgers still in second place in the West, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. Are you he's ready? not. He's not a homer or nothing, guys. No. Shut up. In the American League East, the Rays lead the division at seventy-one and forty-seven with a six-zero-two win percentage. The Red Sox are 69-51 with a 5.75 win percentage and three games back. The Yankees are 65 and 52 with a 5.56 win percentage and five and a half back. The Blue Jays are 63 and 54 with a 5.38 win percentage and seven and a half back. The Orioles are 38 and 78 with a 3.28 win percentage and 32 games back. Woo! That's a long games back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll talk about more soon. Are you ready for that? Mm-hmm. I hope so. Because here we go. The White Sox are 68 and 50 with a 576 win percentage. 
in leading the Central Division. The Indians are 57 and 59 with a 491 win percentage and 10 games back. The Tigers are 58 and 62 with a 483 win percentage and 11 games back. The Twins are 52 and 66 with a 441 win percentage and 16 back. And the Royals are 49-67 with a 422 win percentage and 18 back. Out west in the American League, the Astros lead the division at 70 and 47 with a 598 win percentage. The A's are 68 and 50 with a 576 win percentage. The uh, with two and a half back of the Astros, the Mariners are 63 and 56 with a 529 average uh, win percentage and eight games back. The Angels are 59 and 60, a game under 500 at 496 win percentage and 12 back. And the Rangers are 42 and 76 with a 0, 50, 0, ah, 356 win percentage. There we go. Say it right. And 28 and a half back. We're back on the East on the National League, though. The Braves have taken over the division at 62 and 56 with a 525 win percentage. The Phillies are a game behind them at 61 and 57 with a 517 win percentage and a game back. The Mets are 59 and 58 with a 504 win percentage and two and a half back. The Marlins are 51 and 67 with a 432 win percentage and 11 back. The Nationals are 15 and 68 with a 424 percentage and 12 games back. In the Central Division, <clears throat> excuse me. The Brewers are 72 and 47 with a 605 percentage. The Reds are behind them, uh, 64 and 55 with a 538 percentage and eight back. The Cardinals are 61 and 56 with a 521 win percentage and 10 back. The Cubs are 52 and 68 with a 433 percentage and 20 and a half games back. The Pirates are 42 and 76 with a 356 win percentage and 29 and a half back. The Giants are 76 and 42 with a 644 win percentage, leading the West. The Dodgers are 72 and 46 with 610 win percentage and four back. The Padres are 67 and 53, 558 win percentage and 10 back. The Rockies are 52 and 66, a 441 win percentage and 24 back. And I have a typo, but I have it. The proper um, record here for the Diamondbacks are 38 and 81, not 61, which I have written down for some dumb reason. With a 319 win percentage, which I do have right, and 38 and a half back. 38 and 81? 38 and 81. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Oi. Diamondbacks suck, bruh. That's not good, man. Of course, not the good. Orioles are not very far ahead of them. <laughs> In the uh, suckage column. All right, so let's move on to some news for Major League Baseball. Are you ready? It finally happened. The Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Tyler Gilbert made his first career major league start and it ended up being historic. The 27-year-old threw the eighth no-hitter this season in the majors, which sets the modern-day record for most in a single season. This also tied the overall record, which was set in the dead ball era. The next one this season, if it happens, would be the new overall record as well. What makes this even more special for Gilbert is he became only the fourth major leaguer to throw a no-hitter in his first career start and the first since Bobo Holeman in 1953. The other two times it happened were before 1900. He, is all, um, he also did this against a very talented and star-studded lineup against the uh, San Diego Padres who are trying to keep pace with the Dodgers and Giants for the division crown. Though the Padres were without Fernando Tatis in that game, however, that's great for Tyler Gilbert. Dude, that's crazy. Your first career start, mm-hmm. and you throw a no-hitter. You throw a no-no. What the? Uh, that's cool, dude. I know, right? I was excited about that. That's was, freaking awesome, man. I'm like, look at this guy. <laughs> this guy right here. Right? 
Now let's just hope he keeps this momentum going, and he, you know, has a great career. Right. Uh, Diamondbacks need something. Yeah, they need something, right? A little something good to happen for them this year because nothing else has been going their way. I really can't believe it, man. It seems like the Diamondbacks, just a few years ago, they were challenging the Dodgers for the division crown, and now have just just tanked. Unbelievable. Kind of sad, too. Yeah. All right, next up, we got Chris Sale's long road to recovery into the majors has officially been finalized as the pitcher returned Saturday to start for the Boston Red Sox. Sale provided a spark in his five innings of work as he struck out eight batters. He did give up back-to-back home runs in the third inning, but otherwise efficient in his first start since 2019. The Red Sox were going to crush the Orioles 16-2 to give Sale his victory. 16-2? Yeah. Dang, bro. It was nice. Uh, it's nice to see him back. I'm glad he's back on the mound, and mm-hmm. and you know it's, you know you never know with injuries, you know. So it's nice to see him coming back with good form, and uh, you know bringing something back to to Boston. Right. So there you go. You know, if you guys want to work out another trade with us, we we'd appreciate having sale too. <laughs> and you gave you us guys. Mickey. Oh yeah, that's right. You're no longer a Red Sox fan. You guys. <laughs> Yeah, tell your, hey tell man, your old favorite team. I, I'm, I'm, give, I'm giving the man props, okay? But I'll tell you what. <laughs> I still don't stand for cheaters. Yeah. So uh, this is why I'm no longer a Red Sox fan. Um, I am a Dodgers fan through and through now, man. It, right. it is what it is. And, uh, with a soft spot for what, the Cubbies. What I, what, yeah, with a soft spot for the Cubbies. Always for the Cubbies, man. Uh, so, yeah, I'm... I'm Happy to see him back. Um, I'm hoping that the Red Sox can pull it together and and uh, stop cheating, man. Because uh, cheating's not winning games. It's it's cheating. Flat yeah. out. Absolutely, sir. But, you know, I'm just saying the Dodgers could use another pitcher for the rotation, you know, in the offseason. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I mean, kind of nice to have Sale. Kershaw, Sale, Scherzer, Urias. Oh, yes. That'd be nice. Burt Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> yeah, that freaking lineup would be great. Yeah, God, that rotate. Oh, that that'd rotation. be a nightmare. Oh, man. And then, like, in in the short series, you're like, okay, so in seven games, you're like, well, we only need four of you. So the other guys are just going to come in and be awesome relief pitchers. Yeah. So earn your spot and for the playoffs. <laughs> All right. Watch us go. Woo, that'd be fun. Anyway, speaking of the Dodgers. the Dodgers. No. Hey, it was a good deal for us. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't get to talk about it because I got sick. Anyways. Let's do it. The Dodgers make a deal at the trade deadline has already been paying dividends for as Trey Turner has shown his speed on the base pass when he would score from first on a couple of doubles um, in this last, well, the other week. Uh, Scherzer's first start in Dodger Blue could not have done much better as he would strike out 10 hitters. Though the bullpen almost blew the game in the win for Scherzer. Scherzer made a second start yesterday on Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. He gave up two runs but struck out seven in six innings of work, and the Dodgers rolled to the tune of a 14-4 victory and finish on, finishing off a sweep of the New York Metropolitans. 14-4. What are we... What, what's going on with these freaking scores lately, bro? Dude, so... All right. Are so, the bats hot? Yeah. Bats are hot. Bats are hot. So, tra- uh, Justin Turner hit a two-run shot. Muncie hit a home run. Muncie would also hit another home run later in the game. We we kind of we got a little home run happy and home and, run and happy that's at, what's up. at Chase Field so there you go Chase, right but, uh, City City Bank there you go the other 
the other bank that sponsors whatever them. bank it is some bank that sponsors a stadium you know city <laughs> uh yeah man but the this deal has really been paying off for the dodgers yeah man yeah dude sounds like it and uh, uh you know we we could definitely use it so yes we definitely needed it especially since bauer's been put on leave all the way to the 20th again or out to the 20th, and we don't know if we'll even get him back. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens. So we're going to go from the diamond to the hardwood. Are you ready? Let's go to the hardwood, bro. Let's get there. Let's go. All right. Talking about some rubber ball. Orange. Rubber ball. Orange pick. Rubber ball. Kind of leathery sometimes, too. Oh. This means you just didn't put enough lotion on it. Oh, anyways. Are you supposed to grease your balls? Yes. Okay. Anyways, the Los Angeles Clippers are bringing back Kawhi Leonard on a four-year, $176.3 million contract. There are some concerns that with his off-season surgery to repair a partially torn ACL in his right knee on July 13th, he will miss quite a bit of time this upcoming season. As we have seen in the past, if he feels a lack of confidence in his knee, he will not play and could miss the entire season. The deal does have a player option for the final year of the deal. So, Cooper, the Clippers are taking a risk on Kawhi Leonard not even playing this year by giving him a four-year deal. That's a big risk. A big risk. But I think we also seen this happen with Kevin Durant. Yeah. So uh, It worked out in the Nets' favor. I mean, they didn't make it all the way to the finals, but it did. But it did work out in their favor. They, they made a good playoff push. Went to Game 7 with the Bucks in the semifinals, so... Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm not much of a Kawhi fan, so I never really have been. I think he's overrated. A little bit. But yeah. uh, that's that's just me. Yeah, he's not the defensive guy that he once was either. Um, yeah, and uh, so hopefully, I don't know, speedy recovery maybe or not. I don't care. He's, he's nah. a clipper. Nah. So not, even, not speedy recovery. He's not the right L.A. team, so That's I really right. don't care. Yeah, if he was the other L.A., you know, we'd be like, come on, Kawhi, hurry up, get back to hell. Exactly, but, you know, he chose the wrong team, so. Yep. There you go. Have fun over there. Speaking of the Clippers, though, they also made a small mega deal on Sunday when they sent Pat Beverly, Rajon Rondo, and Daniel Oturu to Memphis for guard Eric Bledsoe. The deal saves the Clippers $30 million in tax and luxury tax and creates an $8.3 million trade player, traded player ex- exception that they have a year to use. Bledsoe returns to the team that drafted him back in 2010, where he spent the first three years of his career. The Clippers unload Beverly, who had been rumored to be one of the disgruntled players in the locker room, in regards to the favoritism that Paul George and specifically Kawhi Leonard have received in their two seasons with the team. Bledsoe has been underrated, to me, has been an underrated guard in this league and has an opportunity opportunity to elevate his career into potential star status so long as he can get along with George and Leonard. Your thoughts? Do I care? No, you don't really care, but we got to not... No, but I know we got we can't be homers with this. Uh yeah, I think that, I think that he has a chance to actually do do good and it's you know, it's always nice to go back to the teams of draft mm-hmm. and the fact that he's been in the league so long, you know, maybe that's where he'll retire. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I was honestly, I've always liked Bledsoe personally. That's why I said this was this little bit of opinion of him being underrated is kind of my own. Yeah. Though some there's some experts who would probably agree with me in that. Um, it's just I I've actually always wanted the Lakers to try to get him. Whether it was um, we almost had a chance to get him a few times. 
Um, but it never worked out properly for us, and it just kind of upset me that we never got that opportunity. And uh, but him going back home for where he started his career is kind of nice, though. Definitely, man. Yeah, uh, it's it's gonna be nice to see what happens with this, and maybe they could make something happen. Maybe a triple-headed monster. Who knows? Yeah, it definitely could uh, potentially be that. But you know, they they've got to play more as a team instead of you know the way they do play. So right. All right, so the Los Angeles Lakers, so we're going to go to do some homerism, but they are the one of the premier franchises in the league. That's why I can talk about them, too. Besides the fact that they're my favorite team. <laughs> the yeah, Lakers. You do have your reasons, man. I mean, yeah. a lot of people can say, well, oh, big man's just a homer. Duh, duh, duh. You know what? Big man's been following the Lakers since he's a little boy. Yeah. Okay. I just his missed da- the showtime. His, his dad was, you know, from California. Mm-hmm. And, uh,. You know, followed all these teams, and he raised his boy upright to, to, to like some good teams, and and uh, I think it's awesome what you do, bro. Thank you. But, I mean, we're also talking about one of the premier teams in the league, too. Exactly, you know. I mean, you can't really, you can't really, I mean, you got, of course, Lakers always got their haters, but. Of course. You know. Everybody's got their haters. The Celtics yeah, have theirs. So. The Knicks have theirs. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. But so the Lakers are suddenly the oldest team in the league after bargain shopping, shopping in free agency. This, of course, comes on the heels for, uh, of trading for Russell Westbrook, who returns home to Los Angeles. Westbrook was born and raised in the L.A. area and attended UCLA. Key additions include some run-it-back players, players who have played for the Lakers before, and Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, who was key defensively against the Orlando Magic in the finals in 2009, Kent Bazemore, and Wayne Ellington. The team also brought in Malik Monk, a former first-round pick many consider a bust, Kendrick Nunn, and Carmelo Anthony. The team did bring back Talon Horton Tucker on a three-year, $32 million deal. So, Cooper, we went from one of the uh, not oldest teams in the league, but definitely up there, but to now the oldest team in history of the NBA. Yeah, man. Uh, not sure quite where they're going with this, but Russell Westbrook being back, in his hometown, you know, maybe this will make him happy. Maybe this will elevate his game and uh, give the Lakers somebody that, that you know, when LeBron is off his game, somebody can pick that up, you know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we never know what's going on with AD. I mean, yeah, either he's on or he's completely off, so... Or hurt. Or hurt, so, you know, I mean, I mean, this, this gives them a... A cushion, I think. I think so, too. I think what it's really going to help is in the regular season to keep our seating up high. If, for some reason, we lose AD for a while, and the possibility, because LeBron James' age and all the miles he has on his legs, oh yeah, he could be hurt again. There's a possibility. Not hoping for it, but it could happen. we got to be realistic about it. We still have a guy who is offensively, offensively gifted enough to still make sure we can uh, win some ball games. Uh, the uh, team isn't as defensively stout as they once were. Dwight Howard is obviously older. Ariza's not the defensive um, star he once was. Bazemore is young enough where he can still possibly play a little bit of defense. Wayne Ellington, again, is up there in age. I really like, though, that this gives Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn an opportunity to learn from some actually great talent, other than just LeBron, of course, and Anthony Davis. We're talking about Carmelo's, excuse me, a really good talent. Ariza's good talent to learn from. Dwight's got some 
you know, some talent that to learn from, leadership qualities, and then of course bringing back Horton Tucker, who I really like. I was just, I just was a little sad we are no longer have our favorite white boy anymore. Yeah, right. I, I, I love the meme that went around about him. <laughs> the one you showed me about him going to Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Uh, it was like, was it like two months in Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, going from L.A. to... Uh, in L.A. the two months in Chicago, and he's a gang, gangster. He's like a gangster-looking looking guy. That yeah. was funny. Yeah, so, so long, Bald Eagle. We'll miss you. But uh, a lot of people... Still rooting for you. Still rooting for you. I respect Caruso. He, he worked hard. He earned his time. He got a championship with the Lakers, and he earned that money. So, good for him. Exactly. You know, and he didn't go to a team that I, like, can't stand. It's not... You know, it's not my fault the Bulls paid him the most. And, you know, would have, wouldn't have mind like maybe one of the Florida teams down here could have helped. Because yeah. then at least then I could go watch him. You know what I'd really like is if Jacksonville would get a freaking basketball team. Well, you never know because Minnesota might be looking for a new home at some point because, you know, A-Rod helped buy that team. And now, you know, there's been rumors about them possibly leaving Minnesota. I would feel bad for Minnesota to lose two franchises. They lost the Lakers. Oh yeah, and then they, and then to turn around and lose Minnesota, that would suck. But or the Timberwolves, but yeah, that would that would definitely be um, kind of crazy. So one thing all athletes in all major sports leagues have in common is betting on themselves, where basically they're equal on that kind of footing. However, on occasion it can bite one hard, and it did and did it ever to Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder was a trade uh, was traded for by the Lakers. Last offseason, and the organization had every intent to re-sign the young guard. They would offer him a max, offer him the max allowable. After each stage, they were allowed to offer him a new contract, and each time, Schroeder declined the deal. So the last one the Lakers offered was a four-year, eighty-four million dollar deal that would have paid Schroeder twenty-one million dollars on average. Contracts usually have a percentage escalator in them that actually increases the year-over-year amount. But the average ends up being the actual average over the lifetime of the contract, which is $21 million, uh, per season. After not signing the deal with the Lakers, Schroeder hit free agency looking for a $100 million contract. After the Lakers traded for Westbrook, it became apparent his return to Los Angeles was very unlikely. And he would end up settling for a mid-level exception from the Boston Celtics for a total of $5.9 million. Yikes. Cooper. Oi. $15.1 million a year difference. Boy. Dude. Uh, the astronomical amount of money these guys have thrown at them. And then to get that big of a head and say, I'm going to go for 100 mil. Yeah. It is just unbelievable. It's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, I mean... You could have stayed with the Lakers and maybe you actually had another shot at a freaking, you know, a championship. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't underestimate the Boston Celtics out oh, east in the least all, bit. But... but, and then I find it funny Then there's some pundits going out there. Well, maybe he'll, it's a, it's a, it's a prove it contract. He gets to prove himself. It's a, it's basically, hey, I'm in a contract year. You were just in a contract year and you failed miserably. That's why the Lakers weren't giving you a hundred million dollars, and tapped out at eighty-four million, and you 
just bit the you face planted at five point nine. Yeah, man. Uh, I think that's a bit of karma coming back to bite you in the ass. Because mm-hmm. you get too greedy, and that's that's what you get. Yeah, it's what you get. That's what happens to you. Yeah, to say the least. I mean, I hate. I don't like to be mean about it, but it's just like, dude, you can't. Sometimes, yeah, just. Oh, I'm come. gonna be mean about it. I don't I, give a I shit. I know you are, but I think this is stupid. I think the fact that these guys get paid this amount of money to play a damn basketball game, and then want to demand more like that—that's mm-hmm. just wrong, dude. Yeah. And uh, I mean, not not that we're ever gonna sit there and say five point nine million isn't gonna be life changing for oh, us. Oh yeah, but that's for us. That's for us. But these guys are getting getting thrown eighty four million for four years. Right. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy money. Hmm. And, and, and just oh, I want to get to see if I can get a hundred million. I mean, what 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 could you have done? Oh, maybe work try to work out the deal with the Lakers where maybe you could get a player option after two years. Hmm. Then you're still what twenty nine because they think he's twenty seven. I believe he's twenty seven right now. You go into free agency in two years after that if you decide to opt out, and then maybe get that contract you're looking for at age twenty nine. You possibly could have done I, that. I just don't get the astronomical amounts of money that are thrown at these guys. And they're willing to sit there and go, ah, no, I'm good. Yeah. And then and, and yeah. they bite you. And, and, then, and then something like that happens. Or or you see these guys, they don't invest. Mm-hmm. They don't they do not do something with their money on the outside of the game mm-hmm. and, and, and set themselves up. Because guess what? You get to retire at a pretty damn young age. Mm-hmm. You still have like half of your life to go do whatever the hell it is you want to go do. Right. Especially if you're playing a sport like basketball where you're not getting a physical beating like you would in football. In no. football, it's a little bit understandable because you're taking a beating uh-huh. every single weekend you're out there. And it takes a toll on you physically. Basketball, yes. it's. I'm not saying basketball is not hard. It's definitely hard. I played it. I not played it professionally, of course, but I played it enough where, yeah, I'd be tired because it's like, damn, it's a lot of cardio work yeah, to run up and down the court. Up and down that court is a. But so, but to me though, if as long as you take care of your care of yourself in a sport that's not as physical as football, not only that, you retire but, at a really decent age. Yeah, and not only that, but all the all the you know. Therapies and things like that, and doctors that are around, mm-hmm. everything that they have there for them. Yeah, it's just like, dude, like guys back in the day, they didn't have shit like that, right? You know what I mean? And and these guys are getting thrown offers like this, and you're like, what the? F-? Yeah. So you know what, karma, dude. Well, we can just tell this is for all. Young players, especially we're about to talk about the draft here a little bit, um, specifically are they on the This is a cautionary tale of sometimes take your best offer when it's given to you. Sometimes betting on yourself can bite you in the ass. Yeah, and that's with all aspects of life. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, just be careful, dude. Yeah. So... Yeah, or make sure you have a good enough agent because obviously Schroeder sucks. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm still scratching my head over this. Yeah, I think everybody will be. All right. It's unusual to say a team lucked into a top three talent while drafting fifth overall, 
But from what the experts have said, and just by personal opinion, the Orlando Magic may have gotten possibly the best talent in this year's draft when Jalen Suggs fell to them at the five spot. No disrespect to Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, and Scotty Barnes, but Jalen Suggs has some major talent. If the Magic can develop Cole Anthony and Suggs, this has the makings of a very talented backcourt for this organization. If they can get some improvement from Mo Bamba, Fran, uh, Franz Wagner ends up hitting as well, who they drafted, I believe it was ninth overall in the draft. RJ Hampton, Chuma Okiki, and Wendell Carter. This team has a chance to be playoff spoilers in the upcoming years. If Orlando gets on, dude, we're going to go see some games, brother. They ain't too far away. No, sir. We definitely That's aren't too far snow. away. Uh, they're about roughly, what, I think an hour closer to us than Atlanta. Yeah, man. So I would love to be able to go down to Orlando, catch a game, go to Disney World, Universal, SeaWorld. Yeah, man. Bush Gardens. All that fun stuff over there. Heck yeah, dude. Do everything. But definitely see the Orlando Magic because uh, I've always had a, I've always kind of liked the Magic. I think they got kind of screwed and by Shaq, even though it benefited the Lakers. So I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of happy about that. But uh, Shaq left town. Penny wasn't really um, able to uh, hold the team together um, in the mid to late '90s, and they fell apart, which um, was kind of sad. Um, but I've, so I've always kind of liked the Magic, and I just like, every time I'm like, oh, you guys just seem to get going, and then you mess up somehow. Dwight Howard. Rebrand it, rebrand it. And... Mm-hmm. You always got to re- reboot every freaking few years, yeah. and it's just like, dude, get your coach right for once. And I hopefully they get it right this time. It's just like, my God, I'm tired of watching this team that should be this team is in a place where I understand there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do in Los Angeles. But you're in a place where you have no income tax for the state. You're in a location that's very family friendly in Orlando. Because mm-hmm. look at all the freaking amusement parks in the Orlando area. Not only that, you still got this Kennedy Space Center. So you got fun amusement parks and you got educational places like this Kennedy Space Center to go to, you know. It's very like destinational for people, and no, that, but they don't do it like they're a destination. They yeah, do it like they're smart. Yeah, but you live in Florida, dude. I mean, you're making that kind of money. You could do whatever you want here, mm-hmm. and there's so much to do here that is just if you have the money, yeah, you could do it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that that deep sea fishing off the boat. Mm-hmm. Of, oh yeah, dude, it's good stuff. Yeah, and you're usually if you're in if you're in Orlando, you're a little you can end up being a little lucky because you kind of might get the hurricanes to skirt scoot. Um, you're really only majorly affected by the hurricanes if they go right across the state or up Directly the state. Directly across, yep. So if they go, oh, like, what was it? How many years ago was it? It was re- pretty recently. We had that one that went into the Gulf and then curled back across Orlando. Yeah, like well, not too long ago. Uh, but. Other than that, you mostly don't really have to worry too much about the major problems with hurricanes unless they end up being a Category 5, 4 or 5, because then they're really even, wide. Even 3s are kind of scary. Yeah, but so. if they're skirting the coastline, you're not as yeah, bad. you're not as bad. You're just getting the outer bands of it and whatnot. Yeah, uh, when you're in Orlando, if they're skirting the coastline on either side. Now, if, that's why I said if it's a 4 or 5, then it's almost... 
even if it's riding the but coastline, yeah, it's well, over the state. I, I, I much. get what you're saying, dude. You're in a family friendly place. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to play, get do what you love for for you know. A you career, make more money. Dude. You I make mean, more money because you're not paying state income tax. Yeah. You know, so I I just don't like that. At least Miami, yes, Miami's the party area, but they can attract free agents because of that. Excuse me, that. How are you not attracting free agents in Orlando? Oh, wait, because your owner doesn't treat you like your destination spot. They Even should, though you should. They should, dude. Because Orlando... I, I'm almost like, dude, can we just... I, I know I don't want to really say this, but at the same time, I kind of do. Can we just get Disney to freaking buy the magic? Right. And that way they can really be ran like a team that is a destination spot for players. Right, because they will have somebody who's willing to pay. I like that the money. idea, dude. Because then you can incorporate the, you know, Disney everything. You can bring Mickey Mouse on. You can bring anybody on there. Yeah, you know, you can have the mascot show up to games. You can have just about anything. You can have character. You know, you got Marvel characters. You can have show up. Uh huh. You know, you can do Marvel night. You can do Star Wars night. You can do Disney character night. Whatever. Uh, and you know, like all the promos that Disney can run for the magic would be astonishingly good. And that's why I just like, I almost wish Disney could just buy them because it'd be ran so much better. Oh yeah. Because they would treat it like, Hey, we are a destination spot for you to live, not only live, but grow a family. I know some players are like, out of college might be like, oh, well, I'm not really and too worried about that. can you imagine taking your kid to the first game they've ever been to, and that's what they remember is, oh, there was Disney characters there, too. Mm-hmm. There was this, there was that. Yeah, or you go and it's Marvel Night. Make, oh, my God, Spider-Man yeah, was there. Yeah, you make it more of a, a like, a memory, dude. Yeah, like, you know, because, you, you know, Spider-Man has to be an athletic character, mascot character. Have him doing, like, dunks with the kids and stuff. Yeah. Having him doing like trampoline dunks like a regular mascot would, but it'd be Spider Man. Look at Spider Man do this awesome flipping dunk thing. That would be sweet. The kids would go nuts all the time. And then every now and then, if you could get one of the you know one of the actors that that, that play the character mm-hmm. show up at games, that would be sweet too, right? I mean, it's just it's just so many ways you could go about it that if Disney could buy it, it would be amazing. And I bet you the. The magic would actually end up eventually being a contender, based off that alone. Definitely, man. Well, because everybody will want to be there. Yeah, basically. And you would have, and then of course you can have, you know, um, special ticket nights where, hey, if you attend this game, you get fifty percent off on the park ticket by showing your game stuff, your yep. game ticket stuff. You show us your game ticket stuff. Come to Disney World the next day, and you'll get fifty percent off entrance. Ooh, that'd be awesome. And people would do it. I'd do it. Yeah, I would too. Hell yeah. Even if I had to send the nosebleeds <laughs> just Heck to get yeah, that 50% man. off at Disney. Let's do it. Oh, man. I mean, there's so many ways you could do it. If But uh, like, but let's get back to the team itself right now, currently constructed as it is. They got a lot of good young talent if they can develop it. The future, as long as they develop it right, looks bright for the Magic. Definitely does, man. And it would I, look brighter if Disney like owned it. this because, you know, it gives, you know, it gives sports fans like us a team to root for. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Jaguars this season. I'm hoping that they can do something. 
something better than what they did with their first preseason game. But, uh, you know, what I'm saying is we need stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Florida is a good state as far as stuff to do, things going on. There's always something going on here, Mm -hmm. you know. So, I mean, it's going to be nice to maybe have a basketball team to root for. You know, that you don't have to go so far away to go see. Right, four hours up to Atlanta or six hours down to Miami. Miami, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, another, another you know, maybe somebody who could af- try to get affiliation with uh, the Magic who has a uh, development training center down there in Orlando area. You know, WWE Wrestling Night would be kind of fun every now and then. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust Vince McMahon with a basketball team. Well, I. <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong. This the second income incarnation of NXFL only failed because of the pandemic. This is true. So I wouldn't mind if it's just a team, not a league. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't Vince McMahon <laughs> showing up every game, <laughs> walking out to his music. <laughs> No chance in hell of blaring an Amway Center would be hysterical. Oh my god. And I would just love it because you know as soon as it's time to fire the coach, you'd want to hear him do it in front of the whole crowd. You're fire! That would be the greatest shit ever. Right? Oh my god. Oh, you can have a firing the mascot night. That'd be a freaking hilarious. <laughs> right. I would be there for that all the time. You're fired. Oh my god, that'd be great. I mean, I'm just saying it. There's opportunities, and if somebody would help the magic organization out, Definitely. anybody. But can with we? The way they're set now, they have a chance to be contenders as long as they keep. Mm-hmm going forward and don't go back or slide a different way. Because I'll tell you what, man, it would be nice to have a home team to root for. I don't know if it works, but it shouldn't be a negative effect because they're not in an NFL market on the Magic. I wouldn't mind if the Glazer family who owns the Buccaneers bought the Magic. That'd be interesting. Because they're only like what an hour apart, mm-hmm. an hour maybe an hour and a half from each other. Like so, literally they're like almost right next to each other, separated by of course about what a couple hundred miles of land. Yeah. I'm just saying, if the Glazer family, because I don't think that would break the NFL's rules of owning a team outside in another um, market because it's not an NFL market in Orlando, which would make me be very happy because we've seen what the Glazers have been trying to do with the Buccaneers. They've been trying to make them contenders. They finally got the quarterback right. Whether I like Tom Brady or not, they got the quarterback right finally. Yeah. And it benefited them completely because they just won a Super Bowl. And our favorites, well, actually Kansas City's technically the favorite to win this year, but they're the favorite out of the NFC to go back. So, just saying... Wouldn't mind the Glazer family, who at least will flip and try, it seems like. Definitely, man. So, just there's three ideas. Either Vince, the Glazers, or Disney. Somebody freaking buy the team and help the match out. Or Tony Cobb. Or Shaq Khan. Khan could probably do it, too. Wouldn't be uh, upset with that, either. Because uh, I think you're right. If, like I said, if that 
Because it's not an NFL in market. entertainment business that knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. that can draw a crowd and, and and get everybody buzzing for something new. AEW United Magic and the Amway Center, I'm just saying it would be fun. <laughs> Jericho telling everybody that they just made his list. <laughs> Guy misses a three-pointer. You just made my list! Right. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be fun. We'd have too much fun with this. Hey, anybody want to uh, start a fundraiser for us to own the team? Go ahead and start it for us. <laughs> we need. I think We're we need to start a GoFundMe. <laughs> we need. Uh, I think we need about two billion dollars. So, you want to go ahead and get that GoFundMe started for Cooper Big Man to own the <laughs> the Magic? Shit. We we would greatly appreciate that. I'm just saying we can make it. We can run it better than the freaking guy that owns them right now. Good God! Because we'd be trying to make that team not only contenders but a spot for players that want to come. You know? Yeah. Anyways, we've well went on this tangent about the Orlando <laughs> Magic. That we are done for I the night. I didn't think we were going to be talking about the Orlando Magic like this. Like this is like. How how many minutes now we've been talking about this? <laughs> uh, about fifteen. Yeah, there you go. Just on the magic alone. All right. So we'll be back. Uh, I think we're gonna be back Wednesday. I got. I need a little bit more time to work on the notes for uh, NASCAR football talk tomorrow. Well, that would have been tomorrow. Then we're gonna push that to Wednesday. Yeah, because we <clears throat> we've actually come up with some cool stuff. So yep. So we gotta I gotta do the notes for that because we gotta talk about the AFC and NFC South divisions. Plus we got an article that we're gonna um, work the notes for as well and talk about that whether we agree with their opinion or yes, not. Yes, we tips. are dissecting an article. Yes. And basically, whether or not we agree will probably be depending on how we view each team's season coming up. So, yep, we'll be uh, talking about that as uh, we move along. So, I'm looking forward to this. And we got to get caught up on NASCAR because NASCAR is getting down to the... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Nitty-gritty. We are two races away from the playoff, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to kick that dog's butt, I swear. Anyways... So, that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep Keep on talking talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.